Hello, and welcome to a very moving episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost a little over 100 pounds, and I'm here to tell you about it. And with me, as always, is... Catherine Weigel, and I'm moving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm moving my head right now. Whoa. There's so many ways to move. It's like this podcast is in stereo. It is. Is it? I guess it is. No. Uh, Hi, and I'm Catherine Weigel, and I've lost about 150 pounds. Wow. I know. It still surprises me, Um, and we'll talk about that. I'm shocked every time you say it. I know. Well, it seemed like after a while, it just, it's like, ah, that was my, I did that before, but what am I doing now? Uh, Yeah. We'll talk about moving it and losing it and not losing it if you don't move it. Yeah. Uh, And, uh. You know, because we're, we're jokesters and punsters and we like the wordplay. We're funny. I said this was a moving episode. You probably thought I was talking about like emotions. No. And how it was going to move you to tears and move you to laugh and joy. It probably will do those things. I feel like a lot of people. Just it's like they they don't listen to hear they listen to fill in the blanks and they're like oh Whoa. a moving episode they're probably going to talk about the movie stepmother or something and yeah like, no but this is emotional or maybe we're going to talk about moving furniture maybe that that is a thing that to do. could be a thing we it could, could talk be about. a thing to do so but we're we going to talk about movement. We are going to talk about movement. We have a lot to talk about about movement. Yeah, we should. We shouldn't probably tell a 14-minute story about me drinking coffee. No, and just sorry get right about to that, it. everybody. <laughs> I thought it was funny, that story. I just didn't know our episode was going to be that long. I would yeah. have uh, tightened it up a little bit. I would have tightened the well, setup let me a just bit. Let's just warn everybody, like, buckle up, because um, this is going to be another uh, full, probably hour-ish episode. Yeah, and we're not, um, there's no, there's no... Well, this is all tips. This is like a tip episode. Yeah. And we're probably going to talk about some products, but not. we're not going to say pow and tow. You don't get that yeah, in this episode. No. Sorry. Pow, everyone. I'm not doing it. I just said we weren't Top doing it. Top of the show to you. No. Let's just get moving. Oh, we're not doing that? <laughs> no. Um, we're just, just get moving. So this is the third in our three-part series about getting started. The third episode. Um, so we are very slyly and selfishly doing a three-part series um, about getting started because people ask us all the time, where do I start? And rather than bombarding you with, you know, 4,000 things all at once, we thought we would, you know, break it up. Bombard you with 1,500 things all at once. Right, right. Um, (laughs) This, we are bombarding you, make no mistake. Uh, We're bombarding you in your ears. Um, And, we thought that we would come up with a, you know, three-parter, and the first part was about how weight loss is mostly a mental game. Second part was about eating um, and how to get started. If you're completely lost, what do you do? This one is about movement, and um, we're intentionally not saying it's the exercise episode because um, Ooh, part but of- then we could have called it the exorcism Oh, maybe we still will. Maybe we will. But uh but yeah, we I think are going to start out by talking a lot about uh sort of the misconceptions uh about how to move and what we have been told by society. Yeah. Uh, darn society. And then we're going to uh, talk about making it practical for you. Yeah. And, and and I just said this is not the mental episode, but it's all the mental episode. 
Um, spoiler Hi. alert. Um, so even exercise, which is about moving, is largely a mental game. I really believe this whole thing, um, it's 70% mental and about 30% of what you actually do. But the 70% mental leads to your actions. Um, and there are, in particular with exercise, there are myths that I would like to dispel. Um, and... I have a series of them, and the first one is that exercise has to be vigorous. That is myth number one. It's all exercise. Every movement that you do counts. Every step you take, every time you get up out of your chair. I thought you were going to do like a sting situation. <laughs> every every leave you, you rake. <laughs> every move you make, every snake you fake, I'll be watching you. Yeah. Um, um but it all counts as exercise, and it it all burns calories, every bit of it. Well, and I think, too, uh, we, we often – I know in the last episode we talked about food and calories, and it, it has been said that you can't outrun a fork. And movement is about – That's on my list a little later. You sorry. S- you spoiled I stepped it. on your fork. Yeah. Uh, movement is about how you feel and how you – embrace your actual three-dimensional life yeah food is is where the calories come from and um how how you burn them is very important and your your point number two is myth number two is that exercise has to be painful oh no it does not it does not spoiler Um, you know we we're told this over and over again it's beaten into us that no pain no gain no pain no gain and i spent many many years um on exercises that I absolutely hated. I hated doing things. Um, and eventually, guess what? I stopped doing them because what? I hated it. Well, and people, too, tell us, you know, you've got to do X amount a day. Like, if you're not doing X, it doesn't count. And it all counts. I know Donald just sort of said that. But I think we get discouraged because we think whatever age we are, it's not enough. And uh, we're going to talk about it being enough and you being enough. Absolutely. Um, and I firmly believe that if if you are doing exercises that you hate, eventually you will quit doing them. And part of part of my success, um, and it's even difficult for me to say that, um, has been discovering that I could do things that I don't hate. My primary mode of exercise this entire time of losing the weight, maintaining the weight is just walking. It's just getting more steps. And I don't hate it. And I actually really like it. And um, it's become a part of my life and something that I really enjoy doing. And if I never do another squat or burpee or, you know, I will be happy. And so I just don't do them. And maybe I'm not going to become an Olympic athlete this way, but I think I probably wasn't going to anyway. Uh, Myth number three, you have to go to a gym or work out with a personal trainer in order to have exercise success. And Catherine, ask me how many times in the last three years have I gone to a gym? Donald, how many times have you gone into a gym in the last three years? Zero. What? How many times have I worked out with a personal trainer in the last three years? How, how many? Am I asking you or are you Yeah, me? I guess. I don't know. How many? Okay, none. None how many, times. How many times have you worked out with a personal trainer none, in the last three years? None times. Yeah. So you don't have to. Um, we have done uh, 
exercises on our own, mostly walking, um, that don't require those things. Uh, it doesn't require an expensive gym membership. Uh, it doesn't require an expensive trainer. It doesn't require even... You don't have to pay for anything. Yeah, it's free. none of those and things. And that, that ties into Donald's next point, which is you don't have to buy weights or resistance bands or machines or really anything uh, to to be fit. Yeah, um, like we have our own two feet and we use them to walk and... Um, I've added only really in the last, you know, a little over a year or so have I added some strength training and it's all things that I can do without any machines, any weights, any gadgets. You know, I do strength training at home. I do push-ups, I do uh, planks and things like that. And I walk and I track my steps and I get them. And that is all the exercise I've done. And another myth is that you can exercise yourself thin. And I, I stepped on Donald's fork before uh, with the <laughs> joke that you cannot outrun a fork. Just think of it like someone stepping on a rake, like in an old silent movie. There, it's hilarious. There are plenty of people who say like, oh, I've been going to the gym every day and I've been doing 60-minute workouts and I'm sweating and I'm, I'm up on the scale. What do I do? Ultimately, the what you eat matters uh more. More to losing weight. Yeah, I, I truly believe that. Like movement is important. Burning calories is certainly very important. But uh, what you eat, like you cannot outrun a fork. You can't exercise faster than you can eat. Now I can eat all the time. Certainly I can't. I can binge the heck out of it when I when I have the chance. And he has. <laughs> and I have. Um, so yeah, so you can't, um, what is it? They say that you lose weight in the kitchen and you get fit uh, with your feet, feet fit, something, something like that. Like that. Sure. Anyway, that sounds like something people sure. say. Exactly. Um, so the final myth on my list is that um, that the fastest way and the easiest way is the best way. And this is another thing that we're we're told for our whole lives, and that is burned into us that you know. Walking the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. The um, the closest parking space is efficiency. a win. Efficiency. Yeah, efficiency, efficiency. Like finding the closest parking space is considered a win. Guess what? It's not a win. You're not getting you're losing. You're, you're not burning calories when you're parking in the closest spot. You're not burning calories when you're taking an elevator one floor up. You are doing that when you walk up one floor, when you get a farther parking space and you then have to walk, when you take the long way to the kitchen or the bathroom. Those are all ways in which you are winning because you're burning calories while you're doing it. Yeah, and we're going to give you more uh, tips and tricks later to add uh, movement into your everyday life. Do you know all of us have 24 hours? All of us do. What? It's true. I get 24 hours you just get, like you You do. get 24 hours and you get 24 hours. Sorry, wow. I'm doing a little Oprah there. Um, so we have done episodes before where we talk about movement and where we talk about myths. Uh, but this is kind of, like Donald said, sort of the, um, the capstone part three of our uh, How to Get Started episode. And I think thinking about, and this is where I'm going to jump in um, or walk in, whatever's right for me. Yeah, exactly. Whatever's right for me um, is to really consider, you know, after we let go of all of the myths 
and other people telling us the only right way to do something. If you're not doing cardio, if you're not getting whatever number of minutes a day, letting all of that go and really starting with the man in the mirror. Yeah, um, or, or a woman the, in the mirror. Or the they This in the is mirror. 2019. Women can look in mirrors too, and, you know. And so can gender fluid people. So Absolutely. They, he, she, look in the mirror. And, um, <laughs> and I know I'm joking, but start where you are. And start by asking yourself, what is hard for me right now? Like, I never considered that when I worked out with a personal trainer. Yeah. I never thought about it. I just looked externally like, oh, I got to join a gym. I got to work out with a trainer. I got to do a a certain thing. But really, what is hard for you right now? I remember as simple as not wanting to walk out of work with people because they were going to take the stairs up in the parking lot and I didn't want to have to walk up the stairs. Yeah. If you're avoiding leaving work with other people because you don't want to walk up the stairs, maybe that's a place to start. Thinking about what what are you avoiding on the weekends? Are people asking you if you want to go and, uh, you know, in Los Angeles, we have Ciclavia, which is like a day where they shut down the streets and you can ride your bicycle. Are you avoiding going bicycle riding with yeah. your friends because you don't think you have enough endurance? I still have a horrible residual fear of being embarrassed by not being able to keep up with other people, whether it's walking, just walking normally, walking upstairs riding a bicycle, going on a hike, like I am terrified of it still, even though I know that I'm, you know, I'm relatively fit at this point and can do those things. I still, it's hard for me to get over that fear. And I would avoid those activities like the plague just, you know, because I didn't want to be embarrassed. Right. How, you know, are you avoiding doing certain excursions in the summertime because you know that there's going to be a lot of walking? I know we had gone to uh, to Italy, name dropping countries, um, <laughs> a bunch of years ago. Have you heard of Italy? Have you heard of Italy? Um, we went uh, we went to Florence and there, uh, at there there is the, the Duomo, which is a beautiful church. And there's this walk up to the top. Yeah, I want to say it's over 400 steps. I might yeah, be exaggerating. Over 400 steps. And uh, if you're avoiding going to majestic uh, peaks of, uh, of, of churches or of uphills to see beautiful vistas because you don't want to walk them, um, if you don't want to go to Disneyland because you're afraid of all the walking you'll have to do with a big crowd of people. Yeah. Um, if you're avoiding getting into free solo climbing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is. You're but embarrassed like, to try and climb. Going to like the the jump around like trampoline parks with kids and stuff like that. Yeah. If you're like, oh no, I don't want to, we're not going to go to that. Like, Maybe you're even just embarrassed to dance at a wedding or something because you don't want to get winded. Like that was me for sure. Oh, definitely. And like not going into the pool in the summertime. And maybe that's that's a, a uh, more of a, a physical Partially thing. Partially fear of taking my shirt off. But right. yeah, but still. But even if it's like if you lose your breath, like getting out of a car or you don't want to get off the couch or you don't want to play with uh, your, your friend's dog or your yeah. grandkids because you can't get up off the floor. Like what things in your life are you avoiding? Do you not want to go up a second flight of stairs? Uh, do you not want to bring groceries upstairs? 
like just think about those practical ways that your life is being inhibited by your weight. I used to hate getting out of bed because my feet would hurt. And I didn't I thought that that was just the way life was at yeah. 28. You know, when you're 28. When you're 28, your your body just hurts so much. You in, don't want to get out of bed. In ancient Egypt, uh the lower class people died in their 30s because of how hard they worked. Those were the good old the days. Good old Must days. be nice. If, if I was in ancient Egypt, twenty-eight would have been the perfect age to uh, to have to forklift yeah. myself out of bed. Exactly. So all of those different things: standing up, going on a walk with friends, wanting to you know not go uh, browsing around a new city or walking around a new city, uh, doing a ghost tour because you don't want to walk anywhere. That was the life I used to live. The the sh- like Donald said, the shortest distance between two points. Yeah. Um, hiding from people so I didn't have to walk up a flight of stairs with them and take the elevator instead. Um, Think about where you are today and what are you ready to change if you are going on, uh, you know, a vacation this summer that's going to require a lot of walking. Maybe starting walking a little bit more. I like that idea. If you're avoiding the parking garage at work, start doing a flight of stairs. Like, we're not talking about doing, you know, a PX90 whatever workout. We're start we're we're talking about starting where you are. Um so we're going to get more into that, but there there are so many things that we used to avoid in life because we were afraid of being out of breath, because we were afraid of looking foolish. Um so we we want to knock that down. We're going to knock down barriers, aren't we, Donald? Yes, we are. And I think the uh the foundation is find something that you don't hate to do. For me, that has been walking. For you, it might be, you know, shooting hoops for basketball. It might be dancing. It might be a Zumba class. Um, It might be spinning. Um, But the point is, find something that you actually enjoy doing uh, because you're more likely to keep doing it. Well, and and to build up to that, I think... um I listen a lot to the Gretchen Rubin Happier podcast, and she does a lot of great work on finding Our good buddy Gretchy. Our good friend Gretchen Rubin. Um, She does a lot of finding out about what kind of person you are. And I think so many of us don't even think about what kind of people we are because we're too busy avoiding people uh, to go upstairs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm so busy just trying to stay out of the way that I don't even think about the kinds of things we like because all of those old stories stories about you got to join the gym you got to take a um you know a crossfit class you've got it you know the only way to do it is if you if you do spinning that's the best way we don't even think about what we like to do or the kind of people that we are so i have some questions to uh, to ask you uh, mm. our listening audience and even you donald oh um, ooh, maybe you can actually answer some of the All questions right. let's um, see so so really think about this um do you prefer to uh, to work out solo or in a group or with an accountability buddy? Um, I prefer to walk with you. So that is that is me. That's just you. Yeah, just- I, I either prefer to be alone or with one other person, and that one other person is you. Right. So do you prefer to be solo, or are you motivated by being in a group? Some yeah. people really like group activities. You might prefer a class in which, you know, you've got the social element, in which you've got other people to rely on to, uh, to keep you on track. Um, that might be more your thing. So think about, you know, what is more appealing to you? Well, 
And there is no one right answer. There are going to be people no. who say like, oh, what you got to do is, you know, join a, you know, take a take a class with a bunch of people or you got to join a running club. And that doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, and that's we like okay. to say all the time, we'd like to, you know, Catherine actually mentioned this this morning, which I really love is like, we are kind of a Unitarian podcast for weight loss. Like if it works for you, then great. You know, we'll tell you what we prefer and what we like to do. And, you know, you can try it. And if it works for you, great. But if there's something else that works for you that's in the same ballpark, then do that. Yeah. And the like that the, the, that idea of doing a group, if you have a friend who's like, oh, take a Zumba class with me. If that sounds like fresh hell to you, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> Catherine recently said she's been wanting to take a Zumba class for a long time. And I was like, you have fun with that because that is not my But I idea have not of... yet done it. Um, yeah. But so you do you prefer <laughs> solo, a partner, or a group? Here's another question question um here's another question um do you need external accountability do you need oh. someone else telling you to do something donald do you no i think that's bad for me um so that that comes into do you need a a fitness coach uh, or are you self-motivated does it make you more self-conscious the idea of I having, just don't like people telling me what to do. Well, that's the thing. So, yeah. so maybe getting a, a personal trainer is not for you. Yeah, um, I had one for like a year, and I had good results in air quotes from it, but I hated it. Like, I really hated it. I hated it. Yeah, I hated it. But that might also just mean finding the right fit, the right person, because I don't think that that person was the right fit for me. Uh, so, so. Uh, do you need a coach or are you self-motivated? I think the kind of coach I want is the kind where it's like maybe a podcast where there's like a couple that are like super charming <laughs> Wait and funny. A oh, and, and inspiring. And inspiring. Oh. And they've actually like, you know, used I to f- weigh a lot more and they actually lost the weigh. Is anybody Richard Simmons? What do you know do you know of anything like no, this I don't. that we could okay. If you know, let us know. Okay, here's You've another got a question. podcast you can recommend. We want to hear about it. Here's here's a question, and it ties into Donald's myths. Um, do you like going to a gym or do you like maybe just being at home? No, I like being at home. And yeah. I thought, I thought for a long time I liked being in a gym, but I think what I thought was that I could only really count it as exercise if I went to a gym. Well, right. And I had a gym right across the street from my office for years and I hated going. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, just I thought going meant I would lose weight. It was sort of outrunning a fork uh, because there was a cheesecake factory right downstairs. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, but uh, so do you like going to a gym? If you don't like the gym, don't go to a gym. Yeah, maybe the gym is your thing, you know, and maybe if it is, is your thing. fantastic. Good for you. you good on you. Um, but I think we think we have to have a class or a gym or a CrossFit or something to go to in order to lose weight. Guess what? You don't have to do that. Um, here's another one. Do you are you a morning worker outer, a noon worker outer, or a night worker outer? Well, since walking is kind of my thing. It's sort of an all-day thing. However, I'm more of a morning worker-outer. I much prefer, especially in my uh, ripe old age uh, of uh, f- of almost 50, to uh, do it in the morning. I-, I like to do the bulk of my walking earlier rather than later. Yeah, and there is no right answer. Um, no, I have maybe be- you're a lunchtime person. Maybe you're a nighttime. Maybe you like really want to work out right before bed. If or- that's you, then then do it. But there is no one right time of day except for the time that you prefer. Yeah, and that might change depending on the season too, whether you, uh, if you're a teacher, maybe summers are easier for you. Uh, and uh, maybe you're a nun time person. If you don't want to do any workout, if you don't want to do anything, 
that's okay. It's fine. Don't do it. Uh, but I have found that uh, mornings are great for me because it just gets that the hard part out of the way first. But if you uh, are a night person, be a night person. Yeah. Make it work for you. I I think the thing that I uh, have changed, and this gets into the mindset, is there are people who still say like, I can't work out in the morning. I'm not a morning person. And instead of just doing the four-letter word, I can't, I'm like, well, what can you do? Like, what are you ready to do? Yeah. When Donald started uh, in this last time journey, um, he uh, said, I work, he said, very nicely and definitely without any spite. No. I can't work out during the week. I work so much. And then I said, well, why don't you just do it on the weekend then? And he got very annoyed. What's it going to do? Yeah, what's that going to do? Just doing it on the weekend. Well, and and guess what? Nothing. I managed to figure out a way to work exercise. And in this case, you know, movement, not necessarily exercise in the traditional sense, into my life. And I now am able to most days get 20,000 steps a day. And when I started, I was happy just to get five. And that's where I was with with my life. I was sitting so much. Um, and now I've figured out ways to get that movement in. Do I hit that every day? No, I definitely don't. Like um, yesterday, I did not hit that. But uh, today, I'm well on my way. Um, so, so those are sort of the things just off the, the top of my head. <laughs> that I wrote down earlier, um, about sort of figuring out what kind of person you are. Are you a group person? Are you a day person? Are you a night person? Whatever. Um, and what kind of movement do you like? Um, and are there things that maybe seem appealing to you that you haven't tried yet that you might, it might just be something like, I don't like going to a gym, but I really like walking in our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, you know what? When I was a kid, I really loved swimming. Maybe you could try swimming. Um, maybe you could try dancing. Like you said, do you love watching Dancing with the Stars or Solid Gold or? Maybe you want to do softball. Maybe you want to, you know, do basketball. Um, you could, you could, uh, try a Pilates class. You could try a Zumba class. You could try CrossFit, walking, yoga. Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Like seriously, like think out of the box. Think, think about something that might be fun. Paintball might be fun for you, like, which would be exercise. Yeah. Uh, um, or you could try boxing or you could try none of them. It's all fine. And it doesn't mean that you're broken. It just means, and maybe, you know, it might also depend on where you are in your journey. There are things that I are, uh, that I'm thinking about trying now that I wouldn't have done a hundred pounds ago. Yeah, for um, sure. And so, and another big thing that I think is really important and it ties into mindset. Uh, we tricked you with your mind being important in this. Yes, is, we is tricked thinking you. of those four letter, uh, can't, phrases. I can't afford a gym. I can't work out in the morning. Yeah. I can't leave my desk. Uh, I, uh, I can't leave the kids. I can't, you know, can't, 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 can't. I don't have time. I can't, uh, yeah, I I think those were all things I told myself as an excuse because I actually didn't want to. I didn't want to have to do anything because it was work. Yeah, or, you know, I don't have time. I I don't have the energy. I don't have the whatever. Like all of those can't phrases, and we still hear them now from people. Yeah, and look, I know there are people out there who work a lot more hours than I do, but I average, you know, 70 to 75 hours a week uh, somewhere in there of work every week. And I still have managed to lose 100 pounds. And I feel like, you know, if if I can work it in, then anybody can. And it was 
about telling myself that I couldn't do it instead of figuring out ways in which I could. And for me, it just started with Catherine saying, why don't you just take a five-minute walk? And me saying, God, what's that going to do? That's not going to do anything. Yeah, you do the voice better than I do. Sorry. I've had many years of practice. (laughs) Um, But it's so letting go of all of those negative, I can't, I'll never, I won't, I can't afford it, I'm too whatever, figuring out Becoming a person who figures out a way to make something work feels so much better and so much more empowering than just saying, I can't. And as we said, it doesn't require spending money. It doesn't require a trainer. There are so many free resources, including your two feet and your two arms, um, to make it work. And so I think – I know for us walking and adding purposeful movement in our day was kind of where we started. Yeah, I had an app on my phone that counted steps, um, and I started kind of paying attention to it. Um, but the real, uh, the real key for me um, was getting a Fitbit, and um, I started with um, with a uh, lesser model, and I have since graduated to an expensive one. Um, that is a smartwatch, but really any, anything that counts your steps is a good thing. If you just want to use your phone to do it and it's not really about it being completely accurate either. It's just about setting a benchmark that, you know, you want to hit or beat every day and taking that and, and knowing that that movement all counts, it all adds on top of each other, like adding a five minute walk to your day every day that you weren't doing before is huge and eventually adds up and adds up. And, um, you know, I started and this is very much like the food thing where I, I counted my calories and figured out where I was and then slowly reduced them. I did the reverse with the walking. I figured out where I was and I steadily increased those steps and I, I steadily increased my goal and um, eventually got up to where I am now, but it was very gentle. Like I started with something like 5,000 steps and I was just happy to hit that. And it was really difficult to do when I first started. And then I went up to like 7,000 and eight and 10 and 12 and 15. And now my daily step goal is 20,000 steps. And that may seem completely overwhelming to some people, but then there are other listeners out there like Nicole who are like, that's- We're looking at you, Nicole. Baby stuff. I get 30,000 steps a day. Um, but, uh, it is important and it worked. Um, I was able to burn those calories and in combination with my eating, lose a hundred pounds, just walking. Yeah. And I, you know, when I started and got a Fitbit, um, I thought I was active. I work, you know, eight hours a day. We've got a child. I'm very busy. I always feel like I'm on the Yeah. I feel like I'm on the go, go, go. But a lot of that go, go, go was me sitting at a computer staring at a screen because that was part of my job. Right. And I, you know, a typical day for me was drive our daughter the quarter mile to school, uh, try to find the closest parking spot. Yeah. Go back, go to work, take the elevator, sit at my desk all day. I'm so valuable and important. I don't have time to stand up and go for a five minute walk. I don't have time to zigzag back and forth. I had a colleague who would run five miles in the morning. I don't have time for that. I mean, 
I stay up until 11 o'clock watching Seinfeld reruns. When am I going to find time to wake up an hour earlier? Yeah. I have, there's no answer. Like, right. there's absolutely Oh, wait, no, maybe just don't watch that episode of Seinfeld over again. Yeah, and we have this Rite Aid shopping center that is, what is it, two blocks away? (laughs) It's about, literally, um, uh, it's 750 steps to the Starbucks. Yeah, 750 (laughs) steps to the Starbucks. Which is farther away than the Rite Aid. And, And I used to get in the car and drive there when I needed toothpaste or something from the right aid you know advil whatever uh i used to get in the car and drive there and, and it probably took longer for me to get pull in the car into pull into traffic find a parking spot walk into the right aid than it does just to walk up there and which is brings me to one of the you know again um it's all a mental game but one of the things, no matter what movement you decide to do, incorporate this idea into your life that ask yourself, what is the second easiest slash most efficient thing I can do? Um, the easiest, most efficient thing is to find the closest parking spot in the parking lot. Well, the second easiest thing to do is find one that's a little farther away that gets me more steps, that burns more calories. The easiest thing to do is get in the elevator and go up one floor. Well, the second easiest thing to do is walk up that one flight and um, ask yourself, you know, what is the second shortest route I can take to get to the kitchen? What's the second shortest route I can take to get to the bathroom? And and start incorporating that into your life every single day. I used to, our our little shopping plaza is not very big. No. It's, It's not very big. I used to park at the Rite Aid, yeah. find the closest spot, and then get back in the car and then drive the 80 feet right. to the Starbucks to go in. Because I didn't want to walk all oh, the way. Oh, you didn't want to walk all the way to Starbucks and, and then walk back to the car. Yeah. And think about all the ways that you get in your own way of getting in a little bit more movement. Like... That I lo- I love that idea of that. The second best way is to just walk to the Starbucks rather than reparking. Like that. this happened to me yesterday, and I know I'm going to sound like an arrogant jerk baloney at this point, but <laughs> we're a family show. <laughs> but I had to go to a production meeting for my job um, that was across the Paramount Studios lot. And um, somebody else in the meeting, I'm not going to identify who they were. Um, we had a second meeting, which was back across the lot after, you know, after the meeting that we finished. And I was offered a ride in the golf cart uh, to the which meeting. Which is super fun. And I, I said to my, I said, no, that's okay. I'll just walk. And I, I walked across and I actually beat them. By the time they went to the golf cart, got in, started it up, and took the circuitous route to the next meeting spot, which was across the lot, I actually managed to walk there ahead of them and get there first. And not only did I beat them there, but I got exercise and I burned calories while I was doing it. And they sat in a golf cart and that didn't happen. Did you have to have a gym membership? I did not. See? 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 <laughs> and, and look, I know I sound very arrogant right now when I'm talking like about this. Like a jerk baloney. But really, you know, part of the reward of doing all of this is the smug satisfaction that I get from taking the stairs and beating somebody up when they get in the elevator or walking across the Not actually the lot. beating them up, but 
Oh yeah, but, just uh, getting there first. <laughs> yeah, he, he beats people up. And and it really is it really makes me feel good about myself and I know that is revealing me to be uh a baloney of jerkiness. A baloney of jerkiness, yes. Speaking but, of baloney and where you buy it. Oh yeah. Um another thing uh that I do is uh going to a grocery store. I used to try to make it as efficient as possible. Oh yeah. Uh, but we're going to dare you to make it as least efficient as possible or second more efficient i leave the shopping cart in one place and i zigzag back and forth uh and bring my groceries to the cart instead of taking it with me and i don't need to go to a gym for 30 minutes i just get in steps throughout my day i i take the long route i um you know, we'll take a trash can, you know, if, I, if I'm if i taking the trash out, I will take one trash can out at a time. If I'm collecting dishes from the house, from the bedrooms, I take one at a time. Yeah, and if you're go trying back. to straighten up clutter around, like take one item at a time. And, you know, okay, this is, this it takes more time, but it also burns more calories. Like one thing I do is I, I'm a big, you know, condiment person when I'm eating. Um, and I... I will get like ketchup, mustard, and hot sauce out. I That's will, three trips. It's three trips. I will I will get them out one at a time. I will return them one at a time. It's more steps and it burns more calories. And we've got an entire episode. It's episode number four of this show called The Step Episode, which is all about getting more steps um, and tracking them on your Fitbit. And um, we go way more into detail in that. But these are all tips um that I have used to lose this hundred pounds. Yeah. And we I think we used to think that movement was it needed to be specific. It needed to raise your your heart rate a lot. It had to be at a gym. And finding ways to sneak in movement that is meaningful to you into your life. If that's one time a week, fantastic. If that's for 10 minutes, that's amazing. We actually, um, I think we've, we've talked about trying to get him on the show, but there's uh, a man that we did, a, um, we spoke at a fitness convention last year, a man named Lee Jordan, who uh, I think weighed 500 pounds. It was something like that, yeah. Um, and he lost the weight, but he started by literally standing up from the couch walking to the other end of the room, which for him might as well have been a mile. Yeah, and just touching the the wall wall and walk back back to the couch. But, you know, get the idea in your head that this is purposeful movement, that I am doing this, this is exercise, and um, it becomes a habit. And, you know, you start by walking across the room, and then you eventually you walk out to the mailbox, and then eventually maybe you walk to the corner. But you don't need to do this all at once. You don't need to jump in. Um, we have another episode of this show, uh, episode 47, called Coming In Hot. And one of the mistakes people make all the time is they feel like, you know, they go to the booty barn, and they, <laughs> they do leg day, and they can't even walk the next day. And... It becomes so painful that they they stop because they don't want to keep going with that. Well, and I've done that too, where I'll get you know the you know the PX ninety workout or the yeah. you know the you know twenty days to perfect glute 
whatever. And you go Eye of the Tiger, super hardcore. You do everything that it says to do. And you're like, first day, you're like, this is amazing. And then the next day, you cannot walk. Right. You, you, you can't even, uh, and I'm going to say it, go to the restroom. You can't even sit down because your legs hurt so much. You yeah. just have to have to like let your muscles go and then drop <laughs> down. I have actually done that before. Yeah. We live on a second it's floor. Very appealing. We live on the second floor, and walking downstairs after a day like that is painful. And then you get discouraged because you can't do the next training session or you can't go to the next hit class or whatever. And so you stop going because you're in too much pain. We're saying easy does it is yeah. what we're saying. Whatever- Slow and steady wins the race. That is one of those old platitudes that is true in this case. Well, and I think, too, in take, if you're the kind of person who's going to take a class or do a video or follow a 30-day plan, give it like 20% the first time you go. Do not go eye of the tiger. Do not come in hot. If you're taking a class, don't worry about leaving early. If you've got 10 minutes of a spin class in you, do the 10 minutes and walk out there. No one's going to throw rotten garbage at you for listening to your your needs and leaving early. Yeah, and don't worry about modifying exercises to make them so that you can do them. If you can't do a full-on push-up, do a knee push-up. If you can't do a knee push-up, do a half a one. Like, do what you can do. And we've said this before on other topics, but the idea is not to be perfect. Um, the you know perfection is kind of the enemy of weight loss in a lot of ways. Like because we get this idea in our head that we, if we can't be perfect, we shouldn't do it at all. But the key is actually to be consistent. It's to set a minimum that you are going to hit on a regular basis, whether that's every day or every other day or once a week, whatever it is, you 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 set that minimum and then you make sure that you hit it. Um, and if you find that whatever minimum you set is too hard, then step it back a little bit until it becomes easier for you to manage and control. Well, and two for me, I did uh, a couple of years ago the Couch to 5K running program, and I had done it in the past. And I was trying to comply with the little robot timer that said what I needed to do. And when I would fall short of that, I would feel like a failure and I would stop. Yeah. And I repeated with the Couch to 5K, It's I think it's a six-week program. And each week you do a different number of intervals and a different number of uh, uh, Sure. Time. You can Google it. Yeah, Google it. But – I would try to comply, and when I didn't achieve what goal had set out, I would quit. And this time, and I did this with uh, my my food intake as well as my movement, with the Couch to 5K, I repeated days over and over and over again until they became easy, and then I moved on to the next day. I repeated weeks over and over and over Very again. smart of you. And But it took me from May until October to It's finish. gonna be May. It's gonna be May. Oh, it is actually gonna it be May. It is actually gonna be May. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Justin Timberlake owns the month of May. Like, you know you've made May. it <laughs> when you own a month. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, you know, the plan was supposed to take six weeks. It took me from May until October. You know what? I finished it, and it felt great to do it in my time, my way. The more consistent you can be and the more you can take back your movement and take back, you know, like, it's going to take me that long to do it. It 
it feels so much better to listen to what you need and do it your way than to try to comply with someone else's expectation. And there is no shame in leaving a class halfway through. There is no shame in cutting back. If a routine says it's a 30 minute, doing 10 minutes. If you know, you're watching a dance video and you can't do the whole dance, it's not a failure if you do the first minute and then don't finish. You can increase your performance over time and it doesn't have to happen overnight. And I lost weight while I was still getting 5,000 steps a day. Like, you know, it happened. Um, I was at the point where just getting even that many was more exercise than I was getting. And if you're there, just know that you can do it. I I gently increased my step count um, as I was going along. And for the first two years, I mean, I it took me two years to lose the weight. I didn't do anything except counting my steps. And it's only been since then that I added some strength training. And, um, you know, things like push-ups and planks I mentioned before. Um, I wanted to point out a, a great website. I don't I don't follow everything she does. Some of the things are a little too hardcore. Some of the exercises I hate so that I don't do them. But there is a website called blogilates.com. Um, and I believe her name is Chrissy Ho. Um, and uh, she has a lot of great exercises that are, um, there's a program uh, for strength training um, that she does, which is a 30-day thing where you gently step up every day. You do like a slightly uh, harder version of it. And I, to this day, do a modified version of it uh, multiple times a week. And it's really helped me, but it's something that I, I've been able to do for free. It's something I can do at home. It uses my own body weight and it's really given me good results. Yeah. And that eliminating those barriers of saying, I can't afford it. I can't, I don't have any equipment. What, you know, what do I need? All you need is access to the interweb, which most people have. And you can find so many free resources on YouTube. Um, there's also the fitness marshal. Oh yeah. Fitness he does, marshal. Fitness He's great. marshal does, uh, videos that are, um, you know, follow along videos to uh, really fun, easy, uh, easy songs. Um, You can follow along there. Um, There's also walking with Leslie, which is another thing of like, oh, it's inclement weather. I can't walk outside. There's walking with Leslie videos where she does a one mile routine where you walk in place. There's yoga with Adrian, which is another free resource. Wow. um, Where you can do yoga. And it feels like you've got actual friends. Leslie and Adrian (laughs) and the fitness marshal all feel like your real friends. And but there are so many free resources and finding the one that um, works for you and works for your lifestyle. And if you can take a class, if you have that freedom, amazing. Yeah. Um. And uh, you look like you want to say something or or interject. No, no, no. I just have a couple of more things. I was just trying to. Uh, we're actually already getting close to an hour long for this episode, but I did have a couple of other things. Oh, um, I've got more to say. Uh, speaking of uh doing things inside, um, you know, I used to think that if there was inclement weather, that I couldn't get my steps in. I couldn't do my walking. And we tried like going to a mall and doing some walking, which was fine. But it wasn't um it wasn't ideal. They were playing music I didn't like. You know, there were temptations with the food court and all of that. But if it's your thing, then great. But we um we discovered and I, I think it was Catherine that discovered um these little mini trampolines called rebounders. Mm-hmm. And um 
they have become a a staple of our fitness routine. And it allows us, without having a big giant machine in the place, because we don't have a lot of room, to have these little mini trampolines. And when the weather is cold outside or raining or whatever, we can still get our steps and we get the benefit of being able to binge watch TV while we do it, which is nice. Yeah, finding ways – I mean, there are so many resources um, that – being in accountability groups has really helped me. Uh, Joni, our friend and accountability buddy, uh, actually Hi, had, Joni. had a rebounder. Uh, and then we got one. And it's amazing. It's wonderful. And being a, a person who investigates and finds answers to problems instead of saying, I don't have time. I can't afford it. I can't leave the kids. I can't, you know, work out during uh, work days. If you fill your life with can't, you're going to get nothing. Yeah. And you're going to live up to that expectation. If you tell yourself you can't do something, you're, then you won't do it. You're right. <laughs> because you, you'll want to be right. Yeah. And so finding these free exercises, these free programs, um, is an amazing way to to make it work. And, and not being a victim of a full-time job, parenthood, volunteer opportunities, you know, sitting all the time, sitting on the sidelines. Oh, well, I can't work out because I've got my kid's soccer game. Guess what? Stand up and pace the field. Yeah. Like finding those ways and even, you know, asking people, like looking at the situation you're in, how can I um, gamify this? How can I exercise? Yeah, with my Fitbit, I have a minimum set. It allows you to set a minimum of getting 250 steps an hour during a certain portion of the day. So from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day, I have to get at least 250 steps in an hour. And if I don't, I get a reminder. And I actually even set a separate alarm on my phone to remind me to get 250 steps that I check. And it... I. I feel like it has really helped me from becoming too sedentary because I will, you know, even now I will find myself getting concentrating on something at work and I, I sit still for a long time. And I think it has really helped me to make sure that I get up at least that much every hour. Well, and two, and if you are in a position where you can take classes and it's something that you want to do or something that you're considering doing, finding a gym that makes sense for you, finding one that's, is it better that it is on the way to work or close to your house? Is it one that you can get in in the morning or at night? What hours are important to you? What equipment is important to you? Do you prefer one that is maybe all female or has uh, has classes? There are so many ways to make it work for yourself. And if you were someone who is paying for a class or for a trainer or for a gym membership, you have the right to ask for help. You have the right to ask how to use equipment. Yeah. If you're going to a class and you've never done it before and I need to I would like to do this for Zumba. If you are thinking about taking a class, get there early. Tell the instructor that you've never done the class before. Ask for modifications. If you can't do the full set, it's okay to put in 20% so that you're not killing yourself. It's okay to leave a class early. There is no shame in doing what feels comfortable to you. Um, don't push too hard. Like I said, ask how to use equipment. I remember I took a yoga class and I didn't know, like people were taking blocks and bands and blankets. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what these people are doing. It's okay to say, hey, is this something that is typically used? Which ones should I grab? What should I do? And I know I'm the fun police a lot, um, but 
I think it's important, and maybe we don't say this enough, but not only to check with a health professional before you do these exercises to make sure you don't hurt yourself, but really make sure you understand the proper way to do an exercise or to use a machine or to lift a weight even so that you're not hurting yourself. It's really easy to do exercises incorrectly. And even on a you know related level, like for years, I just fairly recently discovered that I was doing push-ups incorrectly. I was doing them in a way that I wasn't getting the maximum efficiency out of them. And I Happened to see a video, which, you know, was a real bummer showing me that I was doing them the wrong way. And now I'm doing them, you know, in air quotes, the right way. And I'm there, you know, helping me. I'm doing fewer of them, but I'm getting much better results with them. Well, and to piggyback on that, um, I didn't realize how many modifications there were to oh, push-ups. Yeah. I watched a video for free. What? What? Um that actually had, like, I thought there were either knee push-ups or toe push-ups. I thought that was the modification. And I watched a video that had, like, five other modifications. Nice. Where you could, like, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that so there were. So that's, like, seven modifications for the price of free? Of none. Wow. <laughs> but it is okay to modify. It is okay to take it slow. It is okay to ask for help. I took a Billy Blanks boxing class once with actual Billy Blanks. Yeah. Uh, and like 500 other people. And I and hyper- I get to be married to her, everyone. And, and I like threw my shoulder out because I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah. when Billy Blanks was walking around, I wanted him to know that I was, you know, giving it my eye of the tiger all. <laughs> and, and that is dangerous. It is dangerous to hyperextend and to lift with your back and to, you know, act like you know what you're doing. There is no shame in asking for help and taking it slow and not pushing yourself too hard until you are ready to level up. Yeah. And we have another episode um, called uh, Public Enemy, Fear of a Roger Planet, uh, which is episode 28. In which we take a deep dive. We had a, um, I guess he was a personal trainer or something who, you know, we were talking about, um, talking about doing things with walking. And he basically said that if you aren't trying to, you know, if you're not able to lift a refrigerator off of somebody in an emergency, literally said, literally said that if you're, if you can't lift a refrigerator off of somebody in emergency or run a mile to get their medicine, then there's really no point in doing your exercise. Your your body has to be of service to the, the world. And yeah, this is what we're fighting against. Like, my dreams of becoming an underwear model were dashed many years ago. Like, I am not doing this exercise to be, you know, to get my picture taken for a magazine. Like, I'm doing this for my life, for my health, to feel better, to live longer, and really, but more to the point, improve the quality of my life. Like, you know, three years ago, the idea of taking that walk across the lot instead of getting in that golf cart would have been staggeringly overwhelming to me. I just wouldn't have wanted to do it. And now I smugly do it and and feel better about myself. I don't know how much smugness we should be talking about because you sound pretty smug talking about it even now. I feel I, a little I am judged. fueled by smugness. <laughs> You need a smug check. Smug check. going back to the beginning, and and literally we had a trainer tell us that it wasn't enough and that, you know, we we were 
bragging, I guess, saying, hey, we lost 100 pounds and we didn't need yeah. a gym or a class or whatever to get it done. And he was uh, shaming us for not doing it the right oh, way. Oh, I'd say shaming. Definitely shaming. And his name literally was Roger. It was Roger. It was Roger. And Roger had never had a weight issue. And for, for the people listening to this, and if you have lasted this long, we are historically sedentary people who have figured out a way to add movement into our lives, to walk to Rite Aid, to zigzag up and down aisles, yeah. to go for short hikes that yeah. are within our scope. Wow, you're getting, you're getting jazzed up. <laughs> I'm getting fired up. To walk to go to breakfast to meet friends instead of driving. Yeah, we did a six-mile walk this morning, and we are people who struggled to walk from the you know couch to the kitchen three years ago. To sneak in activity. When I do take an elevator now, I do free arm exercises in the elevator. If no yeah. one else is in the elevator, I don't want to punch anybody in the face. <laughs> but finding- Some lady punch me, mommy. Um, finding ways to add purposeful movement into your day that makes sense for the season of your life that you're in. If you are a a someone who's just had a baby, you can't leave the house, finding ways at home to do a fun fitness martial video for 3 minutes is enough to walk up and down a flight of stairs instead of taking, like you go to a museum, instead of taking the accessible ramp, go up five steps. Yeah. Like if that's all you can do, amazing. Starting where you are and adding movement into your day is critical. And it has changed our lives and leveling up as you can. And going back to that beginning, what are you dreading right now in your life? What are you avoiding? Are you avoiding going on vacation with more active people because you're afraid you can't keep up? Are you avoiding coworkers going out to lunch because you don't want to have to walk to uh, you know, the three blocks to the restaurant. How can you take back your life and take back your time and your energy to make your life better in small ways? We're not lifting refrigerators off of people. We're not running 10Ks. We're just people now who can walk upstairs. Yeah who can wear sleeveless or feel comfortable wearing sleeveless shirts because our arms are more toned. Especially me. Especially him. Figuring out ways to make your actual real life better. You you don't have to run a Tough Mudder. You don't have to, no. um, you know. That sounds horrifying Flip to me. giant tractor tires over at a CrossFit gym if you're not into that. If you are, amazing. Yeah. Um, but making your life better comes with your mental state, it comes with the kind of food that you eat, and it comes with the kind of movement that you get. And we are moving to celebrate how old we are yeah. and what we are capable of and getting up off the ground and being able to go to the trampoline park and jump around uh, without you know breaking our hips or or being out of breath. And we're living better lives now in our 40s Absolutely. than we were in our 30s when we were out of breath. And soon I will everything. be living a better life in my 50s than I was in my 30s. And uh, that is a pretty fantastic way to wrap up the show. And I'm going to ruin it by mentioning one more thing. Oh, um, boy. I wanted to touch on um, episode 55 of our show, which was leveling up. And um, I have something which I've just decided to call the Goldilocks rule, which um, probably somebody else has already taken. But um, 
I would say don't make your fitness goals too hard or too easy. Uh, when you find yourself hitting your goals and they become too easy, then try and take it up a notch. But also make sure that you don't make it too hard for yourself. And when you find yourself hitting your goal uh, and it's just automatic, try and make it uh, more difficult. But also don't make it so difficult that you can't hit it all of the time. Um, I have settled on 20,000 steps a day uh, because I can't hit it every day and it's not automatic. But I am pushed to try and try and get there, and I do hit it more days than I don't, um, and I feel like that's sort of the sweet spot for me, but the sweet spot for you might be 3,000 steps or 4,000 or whatever it is, but find that spot that pushes you to get more than you're doing now, but not uh, don't set it so hard that you get discouraged. Well, and I too, you know, when I did get my Fitbit, I started just walking our daughter to school 10 minutes and then walking home. I didn't start with the the lofty goal that I have now of 17,000 steps. And just take it as you go. If all you can do is is half of one modified push-up, start there until you get to one full push-up. It is okay to go at your own pace consistently and not burn yourself out. Um, I never thought I would be in the shape that I am today four years ago, five years ago. And yeah. it feels so good to know that it is possible to change your life in slow, sustainable ways at any age. And you don't have to look to fitness professionals or, you know, celebrity trainers to, you know, for the perfect body. We are talking about heart health. We are talking about mobility. We are talking about, uh, you know, less pressure on our joints as we're aging. That is not sexy and exciting. No. But it is practical and real, and it has, it is changing our lives, and it can change your life, too. I love that. And if a couple of couch potatoes like us can do it, then anybody can. Trust me. I know you can. I was trying to come up with some funny way to talk about like tuber enthusiastic uh, couch sitters. I love wordplay and yeah. it fell on its mashed potato face. I, so. I like it. Tuber enthusiastic couch sitters. That's all good. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. This concludes our uh, three-part series on getting started. We hope you found uh, something meaningful for it. If you'd like to listen to uh, other episodes of the show that we mentioned or all of them, uh, you can find us at wherever you find podcasts or at weonlylookthin.com. Yeah, and we are on Facebook at We Only Look Thin and Instagram at We Only Look Thin. And, and we are on, uh, what did you say? Twi Twitter. Yes, uh, you said Facebook and Instagram. We're also on Twitter, and uh, I've taken to tweeting more often uh, these days. And uh, you can also, if you want to do us a favor, you can, if you got something out of this, leave us a review on iTunes. As we're recording this right now, we have 199 reviews on iTunes. You could be the 200th reviewer if you act now. Act now. And guess what? The 217th reviewer is even cooler. So why don't you try and do that? <laughs> Nobody talks about the 217th reviewer. No. Um, but really, all the emails that we get and the the, the Facebook Oh, posts, yeah. You can email us. Uh, we only look thin at gmail.com. And we do respond. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, so much. Every single uh, five-star review that we get, every post on uh, Instagram that we get, 
uh, every reply we get, every iTunes review, it means the world to us. Every email, like that we are being a part of your life wherever you are, whatever stage in your journey, it means everything to us. And that we are playing a part in helping not only ourselves inspire ourselves, but helping you out there. It means like seriously everything. So thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to reach out to us and tell us how we're affecting you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And if you've listened to these last three episodes that have been a bit longer, we really appreciate you uh, hanging in there with us. We promise we'll be back to our regular length episodes. Is that a way to a regular length, regular length? Um, episodes uh, pretty soon. But until then, the next time you're trying to decide between getting in the elevator or taking the stairs, just remember that Catherine and I are an An inspiration Asian Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.